Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday. I took a couple of questions from Instagram. I actually asked right on my story, you know, I'm getting ready to do some How To Tuesdays. What are some things that you guys wanted to hear? And we've done a couple, and this one I thought was pretty good. Cody Rubner, he said, what are some pieces of gear that upcoming guides should always have in their boat? And I thought this was an interesting question because you could answer this a whole bunch of different ways. You know, you could say that you need some different fishing gear, all kinds of, all kinds of things pop in mind, but a couple of things particularly came to mind for me. And this is not only for upcoming guides, but for really any guide or anybody that's going to be spending any kind of time on the water. And I think that a couple of these things are things that um, may kind of be disregarded in today's uh, world with some of the things that we have at our disposal. So, one of the things that I think is the most important, I, I kind of think about this and I think, okay, what are the typical things that go wrong on the water? Usually it's not something big. Usually it's something small. It's a dead battery. It's, um, you know, something happening where you can't get the boat started and you need to contact someone. Um, you know, maybe you get to the ramp and you don't have a boat plug so things like that are, are things that I carry extra things. But let's talk about the, the, the ways that you are safe, because these are the most important things. Whether you catch fish or not is really not a big deal. Whether you make it back to the boat ramp or the dock safely is the most important thing. Don't ever forget that, that leaving the dock and then getting back safely is a successful trip. That is a successful trip, and that's what you need to be thinking about all the time. That's number one. Safety is number one. You need to get back to the dock safely. So what are the things that could help you to get back to the dock safely? Well, the number one thing that's going to happen out there is probably a dead battery, right? So there are these jump boxes that you can have. You can get them pretty inexpensively. You can charge them up, and you can keep them in your boat. You need to make sure that um, they're charged all the time. And this is an opportunity that if the bait well is left on, if something happens and for whatever reason you drain the battery accidentally, you go to turn the, turn the key and nothing happens, you can help yourself. You can just have that jump box ready to go. You can give yourself a jump and you can get the boat started and go back to the, 
to the dock. That is a great thing to have on your boat. Okay, so some of the other things are forms of communication. I think you should have two to three forms of communication on your boat at all times. Okay, what are forms of communication? One would obviously be your cell phone, right? So how do you back? What's another thing that could happen? Your battery on your cell phone could die. So do you have a way of charging a cell phone or keeping a cell phone charged on your boat? Because if you're on the edge of service, your phone's working harder and harder to maintain that service. And it's, you're going on Rome. I don't know what happens, but my phone dies all the time when I am in an area where I'm barely getting service. It dies much faster for me. I don't know. Maybe it happens to you too. I find myself needing a way to charge that cell phone so that I could make a call, send out a text, do something, and have somebody give me some aid. Call a friend, call my wife, tell her that I, I need help. I need a tow at this area. I need somebody to come get me, whatever it is. You need to have that. So another form of communication would be a radio. And a lot of people aren't getting radios in their boat right now because they have a cell phone. And I get it. You you are going to spend maybe 99.99% of your communications are going to be over the cell phone now. But you're going to get in areas sometimes where the cell phone doesn't work. The radio does. The radio works very, very well. So I think that you should have a radio. I think that you should have your cell phone. And I think that you should have a way to charge the cell phone. That would be, I don't know if that's three forms of communication, but at least it's backup. And remember, two is one and one is none. So two, if you have one form of communication, your cell phone, you drop that thing in the water and then the battery goes dead or you have an accident, you have a problem, you're out of luck. So I like it if I know that the person in the boat has a cell phone as well. I like to know that, you know, if it's a client or if it's whoever, do you have your cell phone with you? Okay, cool. You don't have to use it all day. I just like to know that there's a spare somewhere on the boat. So you have two cell phones and a radio. That's three forms of communication and that will go a long way. Plus you have a way to charge that. All right. Another thing that I think that you should have, um, a lot of times it's not necessarily a dead battery that's giving you problems, it's a loose cable. So a pair of channel locks or a pair of pliers can go a long way on a boat. You can get, um, maybe you can get a loose wire um, tightened up. Maybe, I don't know, I've had to do all kinds of things with pliers. You can, you can fix all kinds of things and certain things are a problem with, with your bare hands. So I like to have a pair of channel locks and a pair of pliers on the boat. You have to be careful with these because they do rust very, very quickly. So don't just throw them in the bilge or in your in your uh, hatch and hope for the best because you'll go there and look for them and they will be a ball of rust. So you have to keep these, like I keep my pliers in a Ziploc bag, spray a little corrosion stuff in there and uh, just wrap them up in the, in the plastic bag. You can also get a fish hook out. You can, if you're gonna have a good pair of pliers, you might as well have a pair of, uh, of heavy duty cutters so that if a fish hook goes through somebody's leg or hand or whatever, you can cut that thing off and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe get the hook out in a, in a way that you wouldn't be able to earlier. So two forms of communication, you've got first aid also is off is very, very important. Um, I don't like a huge first aid kit, 
but I do want a minimum first aid kit. You need battery, uh, batteries. You don't need batteries necessarily. You need band-aids. You need alcohol. You need some sort of something to stop bleeding. Um, and we had a good podcast with a doctor uh, that we'll put in the notes here where we went over what he would take on a boat, which was very entertaining and interesting. And I learned a lot. One of the things that I learned a lot, both from him and my son, is whatever's in that first aid kit, you need to know how to use. It's not going to do you any good if you don't know how to use it. So all these really super advanced things, if you don't know how to use them, they're not doing you much good in the first aid kit. Make sure that you've got some antibiotic ointment. Make sure that you've got some good uh, gauze to stop bleeding. And, you know, most of the things that you're going to come across as a small cut, you're going to need a Band-Aid, something like that. So those kind of things in your first aid kit are going to go a long way. Now, another thing that I suggest greatly is that any prudent mariner is not going to have one of anything, right? One is not, two is one, not, one is none. That goes for your navigation. Now, today with the GPS and all kinds of amazing navigation, um, you can pretty much find your way anywhere. Well, that is good and it's bad. It's bad because a lot of people have learned how to navigate simply from their GPS. So if you have uh, something happen to your GPS, will you be able to find your way home? I don't know. I don't know for a lot of people. You might not. But you should always have a paper chart in your boat and a compass so that you can do it old school. And I encourage you, if you've never tried to navigate this way, practice, go out there, turn your GPS off completely and use your compass and a chart and learn how to navigate the way that we all, we all did before there was GPS. Because if you get someplace where you're, you're really not sure and the only way that you know how to get there is to follow the line on your GPS, you could be in big trouble. And especially if you come, if you, if you compile that with some of the other things that we've said can go wrong, you have a dead battery and you're lost. You don't know where you are. You don't know how to tell anybody to come help you. If you have, um, you drop your cell phone in the water and your GPS goes out, you could be lost. You don't know how to get back. But if you know how to use a paper chart and you have an idea where you are, you can figure it out and you can use that chart and that compass to get back where you are. So a lot of people don't think about carrying paper charts with them anymore, but look, you need a paper chart. You need to know how to use it and you need a paper chart and you need to be able to run that thing in your boat. Don't rely on your GPS only. They're amazing. I'm not taking that anything away from them. They're fantastic, but they also can blow a fuse. They also can go down. You can have a loose wire. Who knows what's going to happen? Don't rely on that solely and only for your safety, okay? The other uh, thing is that everybody that is in any sort of boat wants to have the Coast Guard, United States Coast Guard uh, required safety equipment on their boat, which includes a fire extinguisher and flares and a whistle and those type of things. Each boat is a little bit different. You can go to um, any of the, the great retailers that we have you can go onto the Coast Guard website and you can find out exactly what's required for your boat and you need to have that equipment. And it doesn't, have, it doesn't hurt to have spares. Some of the small things that I think that you should be carried all the time are extra plugs for the boat. If you trailer your boat and you get to the boat ramp and you have somehow left the plug in 
in your pants from the day before, then you don't have a plug. Your day of fishing is over. It costs what? $2. So throw a couple of extra boat plugs in your truck, throw a couple extra bait well plugs in your, in your boat, you know, small things like that. Things that you can easily have spares that aren't going to break the bank and, uh, and, and are really important things. That's super important. An extra, an extra, uh, hook extractor. What happens if you get out there and you drop your hook extractor in the, in the water and you don't have anything to, to get the hooks out of the fish with? What happens if you don't, uh, have any pliers? Do you have a couple extra pairs of pliers stashed throughout the boat somewhere like fishing pliers, not the ones we talked about before, but little things like that can go a long way to making, um, you know, a bad day turn out to be a great day. And when I talk about upcoming guides, the older guides have already learned these lessons and they have five or six pairs of pliers stashed around their boat. They have a lot of extra safety gear. They've had, they have all this stuff because they've had a few things go wrong over the years and they found an easy way to make sure that that they're never going to find themselves in that situation. Again, they're going to have their own way out or they're going to be able to call somebody or contact somebody or, or do something. So those are some things that I think an upcoming guide and really anyone should have in their boat. So that's a great question, Cody. And I really appreciate it. If you have questions, you can always hit me at podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. You can leave some comments below and I will get to them. And we're looking, always looking for how to Tuesday stuff. What, what kind of stuff do you want to know about? You either email me or put it in the comments and I'll try my very best to cover those topics. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll try to find somebody that does. All right, that's How To Tuesday this week. If you want to do something really nice for the podcast, give it a rating and review on iTunes, and we'll see you next week. See you.